Hey, what's going on, everybody? You're listening to Seggy Station. Just a man that has a nickname, was allowed to say with no shame. Tuesday, March 15, 2022. Hope all is well out there with everybody. Hope everyone's staying safe. Nick Segaline here, coming in solo today. Haven't been here solo in a while. But sports have just been way too good to not come in and talk a little sports today before I got to get to work. Been so busy at my new job, working, teaching golf. Really haven't been working in the winters since I've been out of college. So it's a new adjustment for me. Obviously a new adjustment for a lot of people coming out of new jobs from COVID and life changes and all things that happen to kind of all people at some point in life. Um, It's been something that I've been experiencing and obviously still following and having all the passion for talking sports, not being able to do as much of that. As I used to in the winter time, it certainly kind of got me falling behind with the podcast and all these exciting things that have been happening to me that I haven't really sh- been sharing here on the podcast. Um, mostly it seems a lot of negative, uh, mostly bad things coming out from me here on the podcast, uh, at least for was a long time. And I'm starting to realize that Nothing's going to change those feelings. Um, You can just try and create better ones. Try and be happy, as happy as you can. Try and follow those passions, those dreams. Don't let any any of the outside noise, um, social media or any of that impact how you're feeling. And just continue to fight on, fight the fight. Sports have been so great. Uh, March is such a great time for sports. Obviously, the NBA getting closer to playoffs, NFL offseason, March Madness about to start this week. You had the Players' Championship this weekend that leaked into Monday. Obviously, baseball is back for my guy Chu and all those baseball fans. And it's just incredible time. Incredible time to be following sports, even with obviously COVID still impacting everybody and the sports world, including Kyrie Irving, which I got something to say about that. Obviously, the war and all the tragic things that can happen obviously anytime to anybody so for me i've been seeing recently that sports is really the bright light right now the passion kind of coming from all the conversations in sports and that passion that it's really created for myself not only to come in here and do it by myself solo here today on the Sega station podcast with my friends with strangers with anybody that wants to talk some sports and i've really grown a love for that much love for all the Support to the podcast. As always, you can follow on my Instagram or Twitter page at Seggy Station. Always got a live version of the podcast up on my Twitch stream. It's underscore Seggy underscore G. Still got the podcast out on Spotify, Podbean, and a few other platforms. Hopefully you get your podcast there. Fired up to be here today. I haven't been here solo in so long. Be interesting to see how I get this done. Look forward to doing this. Shout out to my friend Rich, who always comes through and kind of keeps things level for myself. Um, with this weird anxiety I've been having as I've done so many solo podcasts and I've kind of lost the whole um, feel of how I liked doing that, where I'm going with that, and this anxiety that's kind of been created because of that has just been kind of tough for me. Um, People supporting me and believing in me and liking and enjoying my podcast has really meant a lot to me considering of what it really is and how it started up and kind of see where it's at now. Um, does make me feel pretty good. And all these things that kind of been happening in sports, all these topics and conversations people are having with all these platforms to be able to talk sports, um, has really brought some enjoyment, um, into what I've been doing with the podcast. Um, hearing people say things that I've been talking about here on the podcast, hearing conversations and all kinds of, um, opinions about things that we've talked about here um, really is something that I've kind of always dreamed about in a way. I know it kind of sounds corny. Um, I know I don't have the platform, the viewers, um, all these things that people dream about, including Tom Brady, attention, um, likes, views, all that stuff, uh, the media and all that provides in today's day and age. I think it's very interesting how it plays into sports. Um, Sports back when I was a kid, before I was born, is nothing like sports are today, obviously. Um, Just seeing, obviously, the changes 
throughout not only my lifetime, but people that are covering sports that have been covering sports for 30, 40, 50 plus years um, is a very interesting thing to me. Uh, obviously, the biggest news that everyone's talking about is Tom Brady's on retirement. So let me just start with this. Um, I know if my friends were able to be here today, this would be one of the most brutal podcasts for me to have to deal with, to be quite frank with and upfront with all you. Um, if you all listen to my podcast, I'm sure you all understand why. Um, this doesn't surprise me at all. I was actually very shocked. I thought I was dreaming when I heard this announcement. Um, Sunday night of March Madness, brackets coming out about 10 minutes later. Tom Brady on retiring. Um, was he even retired? I mean, the dude didn't miss a meeting, didn't miss any practices. Basically unretired from his, what we're calling, official retirement. Um, before the NFL legal tampering period, off-season activities, anything even began. Dude didn't even miss a practice, a meeting, any of that, games, none of that. It wasn't even close to that. And... It was just very interesting to me hearing people react to this. Um, you know, it seems that to me, this is classic Tom Brady. I've been on this man here for a minute. Um, you know, I didn't think he was going to just walk away from the game so abruptly like that because of his family and wife and kids. And to me, this kind of just makes him look bad for using that as an excuse. Um where I'm coming from when it comes to that is there's plenty of athletes, there's plenty of people that decide they want to um, change their job, move, get a different job, leave their job to spend more time with their family, their wife, things like that. To renege on that in less than 40 days, I mean, what are we talking, 40 days here he was out, five and a half weeks? What? And the jokes come in, oh, he was asked to take the trash out, oh, he had to cut the lawn, he, he's already back. It's just That's just weird to me, man. Like, I'm not saying Tom Brady's a bad husband or a bad father, but that just seems really odd to me. Then you got Tom Brady's dad coming in and surfacing in, obviously, talking about how the media forced Tom Brady into retirement. Really, dude? Albert Breer, Mina Kimes, Ian Rappaport, all these people that everyone knows, Schefter. There's all kinds of people that are coming out and talking, obviously, about Tom Brady when he had things leaked in the fact that he might retire, people talking about it. That's today's day and age. So to think that that's why Tom Brady was retired and his dad having to come out and saying this is why he thought he was retired or forced to retire by the media, that makes him look even worse, dude. So where am I at with this retirement of Tom Brady? Um, out of all retirements I've ever seen in sports, I think this is the worst one of all time. Um, the flip-floppiness, the... The constant things you can kind of think of when it comes to, oh, is he kind of manipulating this situation to build his brand, to kind of look like Michael Jordan? Oh, I retired, then I came back. Like, no, dude, you it, it would have been, if you missed one game and then came back, like, that would have held a little more water. You didn't even miss a practice. And it's like, if you never really wanted to leave the game to begin with, like coming out and saying that you are leaving the game, whether that was forced upon you by the media, which it wasn't, whether you wanted to spend more time with your family and your wife, which your kids, I believe, are in school, and you went on a couple vacations via private jet, but clearly that's not what it's about either. If less than five and a half weeks from saying that, you decide, man, you know what, what's one more year away from my wife and kids? So... I've been hearing a lot of interesting things about that too. Like what's more annoying than saying you're going to quit smoking and constantly saying you're going to quit smoking than actually not doing it. Like if you're not going to do it, don't say it. And I think this is where it comes in and leaks in for me, this classic Tom Brady getting with the media, using the media to kind of have him the topic of conversation right when March Madness brackets are dropping out. Like, oh my God, the NFL season is five months, six months away. And all we're talking about now is Tom Brady is back. Oh my, he's back. And that's just going to be so great for this NFL season. Is it? A lot of people are thinking, oh, he's doing this for leverage to get to another team. Leverage against the Bucs. Uh, wants to go to another team. Uh, like for me, it's like regardless of where this dude is at, 
kind of how I felt about the fact that he did decide to retire, which obviously he didn't, is even with guys like me that aren't big fans of Tom Brady in a season in which he didn't get it done, lost in the playoffs, the man led the league in passing touchdowns, passing yards, all these incredible statistics, second in MVP voting at what well, 22nd season in the NFL, 43, 44 years of age, oldest guy to ever do any of this stuff. This guy, Tom Brady, with seven Super Bowl rings, I think he's got something like, let's see, yep, 22 seasons, seven Super Bowl rings, five Super Bowl MVPs, three NFL MVPs, and made 15 Pro Bowls, says he has unfinished business. Unfinished business, okay. So if it's not winning another MVP, which I don't see that happening if you're not going to win it after this past year, even with all the things that happened with Aaron Rodgers off the field, on the field as well, pretty comparable in stats. Um, it's all about Super Bowl or bust, right? I mean, it's just literally Super Bowl or bust for a guy like Tom Brady. And if the Buccaneers lose, it's, oh, Todd Bowles defense. Oh, my God. It has nothing to do with Tom Brady. But if Tom Brady wins, it's always Tom Brady. It's always the Brady way, the Patriot way, all these things that have kind of come into effect here. And you got so many people, even from the Boston area, kind of coming in and talking about how this is just getting annoying. Not even that he won't go away. Just the way he handles this stuff. Just getting annoying. It's like, dude, like, nobody wants to talk about the ins and outs of a player's retirement or unretirement, i.e. Aaron Rodgers, i.e. what Tom Brady is now doing. Like, Tom Brady could have very easily not said anything, not done anything. A lot of people would have speculated. But he didn't do that. And I think regardless of how anyone wants to say how great of a player he is and how all-time he is, it's like, this is just this is just dumb by Tom Brady. It just makes Tom Brady, to me, um, look worse than he really ever has. Um, and it's going to put a lot of pressure on him, obviously. You know, no one's going to talk about it like that, but I think it puts a lot of pressure on, regardless of whatever team he's on, obviously he needs to perform. And regardless of how people feel about the way he's been performing, um, I personally feel like he's been performing at a level that is not Tom Brady-esque in a sense where it's you're not going to be able to you're not going to be able to just last and be the best forever in a in a league that is relatively young, constantly young, change turnover, um, even what you're seeing right now with the Lakers and LeBron James. Um, it's kind of how I feel about Tom Brady, like. What, what is he going to do? He could throw for all these touchdowns and yards and all these other things. He's going to need to rely, like he always has, on his team. It's not going to be him just coming through, ripping through the, the league, ripping through the NFC, ripping through a 17-game schedule at 45 years old. Um, so to act like that's what's going to happen now, and everyone's like, oh, here we go. Here's another. Tom Brady's going to be the best in the NFC, all this. It's like, all right, dude, let's just calm down a minute. Um he wasn't a number one seed last year. They made a Super Bowl run as a wild card team. It's like, yeah, some of the stuff that he's done has definitely been impressive since he left the Patriots. But I would say this less impressive stuff that he's been doing is propping himself up in the media for, I don't know if it's attention. I don't know if it's for leverage. I don't know if it's for more money. I don't know if it's because this man can't make up his mind. But either way, um, it's just a bad look, I think, for Tom Brady. And all these Tom Brady lovers are so happy that he's back. And all these Tom Brady haters are, oh, man, here we go, another year of Tom Brady. At the end of the day, it's not going to last forever. So regardless if he wants to come back this year or not, he ain't going to be coming back forever. And just I think some of the way these all-time greats retire um, and the way they step away from the game I think should be taken into account and – Tom Brady's sense, I think this is just going to be, this is going to be a tough one for him because if he doesn't, if he doesn't perform well and say he doesn't even have close to the season um, that he had this past year, um, I'm curious to see what unfinished business he has uh, when he wanted to spend more time with his family and kids. 
Uh, the way I see it, he's doesn't really want to sp spend time with his family and kids and cares a lot more about, <laughs> I guess, winning football games than uh, anything else in life, which is fine. Um, but when you don't win football games, sometimes I think that falls on your watch, um, especially when you're a quarterback, obviously in the NFL, and that's never seems to happen. So we'll see. We'll see how things go with Tom Brady now back in the NFL with all these other things going on in sports. Of course, this is the topic of conversation. Um, it'll be interesting to see what my friends have to say about this. But for me, um, I'm more interested in March Madness. I'm more interested in NBA playoffs. I'm more interested in Cam Smith winning the players. Um, NFL season's far enough away. A lot of off-season moves, and who knows? Maybe Tom Brady changes his mind before the season actually starts, and this is another fucking publicity stunt to sell some shirts or something. I don't fucking know. But at this point, I'll just I'll just want to see it. I want to see it. I want to see how it goes. And it would have been interesting to see the NFL without Tom Brady if he decided to stick to his guns and probably do what he should do, which is walk away from a game he's utterly dominated for two decades. Um, but no, he wants to decide to still play. And when you decide to still play and don't win, that is attached to your resume. So we'll see how things go for Tom Brady going forward. And I'm interested to see how things play out with that. Let me switch it up to this. Let me get my bell going here. Let me touch on some March Madness. Uh, you got some play-in, I guess what we're calling play-in tournament games for March Madness to get into the actual 64, which will begin at Thursday at noon. Get your brackets in. Got the second annual Seggy Station podcast bracket challenge going. Appreciate anybody that decides to hop in on that. Obviously, plenty of people reaching out around this time to get you into tournament pools and bracket pools. So any appreciation towards mine, um, obviously, is something I enjoy. Uh, last year's bracket was fun to run. Uh, I'd never run one before. Kind of a spur-of-a-moment thing. Trying to get people, obviously, to get their brackets in, and we'll see how the tournament runs. Um, looking forward to watching this tournament. Looking forward to watching some of the plans. Looking forward to betting on some of the games, and obviously filling out brackets is great. Um, you look at the odds heading into the tournament. Gonzaga, Kentucky, Arizona, Duke, Auburn, Purdue, Kansas, Baylor, Villanova, and Texas Tech all rounding out the teams with odds top 10 wise to get into and win the national tournament um gonzaga a lot of people's favorite i have kentucky in one of my brackets and gonzaga um basically a very tough field in my opinion when it comes to seeing how things will shake out um not as in tuned with the college basketball as i once was following more nba um definitely enjoy march madness time and all the excitement that brings um but i don't know enough about all these teams to come in here and say oh this is how this is going to shake out i do do like kansas i do like the sec i think it's deep i like kentucky as i mentioned auburn i think tennessee is a dark horse uh i do like gaganzaga um they're also in yukon's uh, portion of the bracket, which obviously being in Connecticut here, we get a lot of that local UConn buzz in the bracket, uh, advancing in the bracket, which I don't really see them getting past Gonzaga if they even make it to that. Um, so it'll be interesting to see Baylor coming off a win last season, obviously no March Madness the year before that, which is kind of wild, kind of leaking into where I'm going to go next. Uh, the players championship this week, uh, 2020 players, really the first sports shutdown kind of snowball effect, obviously with Rudy Gobert incident and then just the trickle-down effect of that, just not being able to even watch the players that year and kind of all the things that have kind of happened and surfaced, not only in sports but with COVID and obviously politics and everything else between now and that time um, is just un unbelievable t to me kind of. Um, and so I guess my one thing would be to wish you luck. Cause I honestly don't know how the bracket's going to turn out. I think it'll be exciting to watch some of these early round games. Like it always is. Um, obviously it creates a lot of drama with 
not only teams advancing, but storylines and anything that can kind of surface from the tournament kind of actually kicking up and taking place. Um, a lot of excitement around it. A lot of excitement around it. I know a lot of people are saying that not as much buzz around it because not as much, uh, you know, upper echelon teams, upper echelon players, but I think there's a lot of sleepy good teams in this tournament, sleepy good players in this tournament, and if you're an NBA fan, you're going to want to watch to kind of see what type of talent could come out of this NCAA tournament, obviously going forward, specifically if you're a Thunder fan like me with hella bunch of picks. Uh, I didn't need to touch on Cam Smith winning the players for sure. Uh, players tournament. Um, wow, that was... I don't even know. I don't even know where to begin with this players tournament. Considering the fact... This is also kind of one of the reasons why I love golf. That Saturday round at the players. Dude's just shanking it all over the joint. Uh, balls in the water at a high clip. I think it was probably... I saw the stats on it. I think it was the second, maybe the third... Close to the first, uh, most balls in the water, highest scoring average at the players. I mean, you're talking 40-mile-per-hour gusts playing at that golf course. Um, seeing tour pros hit a six-iron into a 120-yard green um, is just stuff the beginner golfer, the I-don't-know-anything-about-golfer, just would not even come close to understanding. Um, even the, I golf once a week with my buddies. Um, yeah. Okay. You know a little bit more about golf. Um, the greater appreciation to me comes from just how good those guys are. Not only in those conditions with all those people around, um, the pressure moments, pressure shots, talk about it in all other sports. To me, it's, if not the hardest, most increased when it comes to major type, if not uh, major golf, and just seeing all the young talent on tour right now is really great to see. Um, I've talked about Will Zao Torres, talked a little bit about Victor Hovland, who had a hole-in-one at the Players uh, this week, um, Joaquin Neiman, who find himself up there high on the leaderboard, and then obviously Cam Smith, who won the 2022 Players. Probably one of my favorite young golfers on tour, Cam Smith. Obviously, he's got a mullet similar to mine, which getting a lot of love for that right now. Um, but really, his game, his swag, I heard that he had some caddies over for beers and pizza. His style, which is just kind of laid back, young, cool, always fishing, uh, just living the dream. Absolutely hitting hummy draws, uh, trappy draws. And got a... What is obviously his biggest win in his career. I think it's his second win on tour this year. Uh, I believe he's right around my age, 27, 28 years old. Um, all this good young talent on tour, obviously, with these veterans on tour as well. Um, and then guys that have been playing on tour that have never gotten wins. Um, not able to get it done, really. Uh, Audubon Lahiri, Paul Casey, who has gotten some wins, was up there. Top three, I believe. Kevin Kisner. Um, so it's just the... It's just the interesting thing about golf for me that I can so appreciate so much more, even in like a sport like football, like Tom Brady playing when he's 45, like playing up against a dude who's 25. Like that's that's not normal. Um, obviously, that gives him a little bit more of, you know, that uh, greatness tag. But like that's totally normal in golf. It is totally normal for a dude 20, 30 years older to you to be either kicking your ass or right there with you, um, vice versa. And it's that kind of intrigue to me in terms of how difficult these golf courses actually are. Um, obviously with those tough course conditions this week, and then obviously the best players in the world being there. Um, I think a lot of people aren't really able to put that stuff into perspective. And it was a really great golf tournament. Golf tournaments right around this time. The players, as I mentioned, a few weeks back on the pod. Obviously, Augusta and all that brings here with the Masters in about two or three weeks. Um, and then really just kicking into the golf schedule with more majors, more good tournaments. And obviously, when 
golf really starts priming up everywhere as spring is getting closer and closer and starting to warm up here and more and more people will be getting back out on the golf course. Um, there are some things I've been skipping over. I haven't been talking much golf, so I'll kind of stick with that here. I noticed Phil, who's still not playing on the tour because obviously he's been canceled off the tour with some of his comments and interesting antics, which I commented on slightly, but not enough. I saw Tiger Woods was obviously a unanimous decision elected into the World Golf Hall of Fame, and he's quoted for saying he doesn't know when he's going to get back on tour, but he believes he will get back on tour. Um, wow. So on all these content producing, so much has happened since I started potting. I remember the day. There's a few days I remember since I started potting. One of them I got a tattoo for. I'm not even a big Lakers fan. Never really was into Kobe Bryant. The story on Kobe Bryant to me was the first time I actually cried watching an announcement of sports on TV. Um, very close and I almost had shed a tear, if not did shed a tear, when Tiger obviously got into his horrific car crash, which I don't know how it didn't end his life. Um... And a lot of people thought it would end his golf career. Um, I was not one to think so. Um, I still don't know if Tiger will make it back onto the tour or not, but I do believe he will. I said that when it happened. Um, as much as that seemed like such a long shot at the time, um, golf is different than obviously other contact sports. Um, will Tiger ever be the same? Who knows? Obviously, that's yet to be determined. Um but to see Tiger having a comeback, 2019 Masters, seeing Tiger have his comeback from all these kind of trials and tribulations with what was the best golfer of all time before any of that stuff started happening, um, it would be the greatest comeback of all time. He doesn't even need to win. He can come in last place. I think it would be the greatest comeback. Um, a lot of people thought he would have no shot in being able to do some of that stuff um and coming off how i talk about the tour and just the level of golf um you know in order to even make a cut on the pga tour um you gotta be you gotta be very talented at the game um it's gonna put a lot of pressure obviously on a guy that has dealt with pressure his whole entire life, uh, probably the best I've ever seen, especially on the golf course. Um, so I'm excited to see that, man. Um, he could definitely win again. And I would not be surprised to see that. And I think just coming out of the whole what's going on with Phil, what's going on with Tiger, um, there's just never been a doubt uh, between the two of those guys, not only of who I think's just a better individual, but who I think's a better golfer. And looking forward to seeing if those guys will be able to compete again. Um, kind of interesting how both of them are not on the tour right now. Um, obviously for much different reasons. Last thing I'll say quick about golf is I've been teaching a lot more golf. I had this passion always for teaching golf from such a young age, watching my dad teach not only me golf, but teach thousands of individuals golf, um, old, young, kids, females, all ethnicities. I mean, I just seen so many different people being taught golf on my life and just seeing that on tour, obviously with some of the things I talked about through this tournament, um, Cam Smith and Aussie. Obviously, some Americans up there, Audubon Lahiri, um, the diversity in the game, um, Harold Varner III, uh, some people, I don't know, they don't even know enough about golf. I think the best thing you can do is just take a golf lesson. Um, haven't been promoting as much of what I'm doing here with my career at this point as a golf professional. Um, but I think it can bring you, it can bring you great, great joy. And if you're trying to even think about picking up a golf club, um, maybe you want to play once a week with your buddies. Maybe you don't want to play at all and just want to see if you got the chance to hit the ball. 
Um, I've tried to put into perspective the whole thing with teaching golf for me because I've known how to play golf my whole life. Trying to think of doing something I've never done before and trying to kind of step into that and run with it. And it brings me back to where I'm at right now, which is podcasting. Um, You know, I always had a dream to do so, never done so in my life. Figured I could pull it off somehow, bought a mini mic, kind of went from there and to kind of see where I'm at now. It's a lot of swings and misses. It's a lot of, oh, yeah, I don't know if I should be doing this up probably just give this up um how do you get better than that well you practice obviously um you do it more i think in a way you take lessons uh how do you take lessons podcasting well you watch or listen to podcasts you talk to people that do podcasts you find other outlets in which people want to do it with you um so you're not doing it alone. Um, just continuing to kind of grow it, change it, do it, uh, is all part of it. And I've taught a few people here over this past couple months uh, that I've made, I think made great strides in their games. A couple kids that I've taught that are trying to make high school teams. A couple ladies that are trying to win club championships a couple gentlemen who just want to be able to hit it 150 200 down the middle and make bogey and drink a couple beers and it's all these avenues that you can reach with golfers some golfers want to be the best and most elite they can be and to get to that point um you'd be surprised how much you'd have to do um Figuring out some of the things that have kind of got me to where I'm at throughout my lifetime, not only with my golf game, um, thousands, thousands, and millions of swings at this point. Um, trials and tribulations of wanting to compete and being a competitor and wanting to be good and just trying to get to the ultimate peak in a sport that I think is hard to figure out where you're peaking at when you're up and down and never really as consistent as you like to be, even go look at some guys on tour. So, man, I've learned to appreciate just being able to get somebody to hit the golf ball somewhat closer to what the way they want to do. Um, I've always kind of strived in being able to improve somebody's golf game. And I've really been able to do that here the past couple months um, with some students that, quite frankly, I would have never been teaching if I wasn't where I was at right now. Um, so for me, golf, the PGA Tour, all the things that are kind of going on between the Saudi League and everything kind of being misdirected from the actual game itself which is one of these one of these games that is so endless to me so endless to me in a way where i constantly meet more and more people that are doing it um either for their first time either for 30 years and they still shoot 129 um, or guys that are hitting 300 yards and definitely can play that aren't PGA like me. So it's just such appreci such an appreciative time in the golf landscape for me. Tiger getting recognized, Tiger potentially with a comeback, Cam Smith winning the players, young talent coming up on tour, veteran talent still performing at a high level, and the game of golf in really great hands, indoor golf, virtual golf outdoor golf if you're not golfing you should at least try and you can hit me up anytime i'll try and get you there usually i come in and talk mad nba if my guy rich was here and i do have to get through some rapid fire headlines here quickly saw carl anthony towns drop 60 points last night 32 points in the third quarter 
I saw he was... Now it's the third center to have a 60-point game since Wilt Chamberlain. The other two to do so, David Robinson and Shaquille O'Neal. Didn't talk much about this as there's millions and thousands of things going on. So when I'm not doing my solo podcast, it's tough to kind of touch on the things I actually want to touch on when I'm going back and forth with my friends, which I love to do. Most people know I've covered here on the podcast. If you don't, Carl Anthony Towns has lost a lot of his family members due to COVID. Carl Anthony Towns lost his mother due to COVID. Carl Anthony Towns, three-point contest winner this year. Just mentioned his performance last night, and we'll certainly have the Timberwolves playing, at least in the play-in, if not in the playoffs this upcoming year, which has been a knock on not only the Timberwolves, but Carl Anthony Towns since getting into the NBA. Saw Carl Anthony Towns is allowed to wear a necklace during his three-point competition in which his mother gave him which he had to ask permission to the NBA for the NBA to be able to do so, in which the NBA granted permission to do so. Shout out to the NBA. Carl Anthony Towns is a story, man. Carl Anthony Towns is such an inspirational story to me that no one will talk about or no one will understand unless you really look into it. This man not only has dealt with criticism in his basketball career, lost his mother or a few other family members. They literally passed away due to COVID. And with all that stuff going on, it's easy to kind of look at this man and say, wow, well, this could really, this could really mess up his career. This could, this could be catastrophic for this man. Um, I can understand that completely. I could completely relate to that. But he did the exact opposite, man. He is he has surfaced this energy that I think all people that are going through what Carl Anthony Towns, including myself, have been through, are trying to surface. This I'm gonna do it for them. They're here with me. These things that seem cliche and that are hard to believe, but maybe they are true. And maybe the more and more you go on in your career and you go on in life, you tend to start thinking these things. I know Carl Anthony Towns is. Shout out to this dude who at plus, I think it was 1,400 odds, last odds to win the three-point contest, balling out in that that skills three-point contest, wins it. And this man's been putting on a show, had a game uh, uh, last night that I, I think... He's got himself up there for one of the best top three centers in this league when you got guys like Jokic and Embiid battling last night as well, and obviously both of them in the MVP race. Both of them having tough games, in my opinion, last night. Jokic getting the win, um, but Bones Highland going absolutely absurd in the fourth quarter while Jokic was on the bench, similar to the All-Star game. Um, now, this shout-out's here for Carl Anthony Towns. This shout-out here is for... Literally what this man has kind of persevered um, to get through in such a time where people are dealing with so many things that it's kind of hard to think about any other people besides yourself. And when you do that, you figure out, well, who do I have in my circle? Who do I have in my corner? And Geez, if you lose people like that in your corner, um, it's tough to kind of continue on and this story right here for me, Carl Anthony Towns. I really, I like, I like the Timberwolves uh, bunch. Um, I think the West is going to be tough, so I don't know if they'll be able to actually make some noise. Um, but they will win a playoff game, um, and they'll be in that position, quite frankly, because of how Carl Anthony Towns has handled this entire situation, which I think is absolutely phenomenal. And I would do anything to be able to feel like I can do that on a daily basis. It's hard. It's hard as hell, man. And uh, every day that you're continuing to keep it going is, to me, a victory. And Carl Anthony Towns is certainly keeping it going. I do need to touch on this. Um which I think at this point has kind of gotten what everyone's saying, put on the back burner. Um, I heard Kevin Durant's comments on this. 
and I played Adam Silver's comments on this here on the podcast a few weeks back for Rich. Um, I don't understand what the hell is going on with this entire situation. Uh, I can keep it strictly to Kyrie Irving, but let me broaden it a little bit here. I saw on the news the other day that United is letting their unvaxxed workers back to work. That was the headline. And I'm sitting there, the the volume was off, and I'm just watching and thinking, kind of seeing the subtitles a little bit. I'm like, dude, it is actually wild to me how differently, not only with mandates and protocols, but how unvaxxed people's lives are being impacted. Let's, Let's take it away from Kyrie Irving who's allowed to sit courtside, by the way, in Barclays, pay for a ticket, sit courtside at the game, hug Kevin Durant after the game, walk with Kevin Durant in the locker room after the game, no mask on the entire game, but can't play in the game because he's unvaccinated. Let me try and figure out that, but let me also try and figure out all of a sudden, unvaxxed workers at United can go back to work. Why couldn't they work a month back? And, and follow the protocols and the mandates. And it's, well, now we're hurting for workers or all. This whole freaking thing to me, man, is if you're going to apply for a job right now, to me, I don't know if this is even legal or not legal, but they're definitely asking you if you're vaccinated or not. <laughs> I mean, that's just a fact. And I'd be interested to see how, how that thing kind of shakes out going forward. Because I think it's just constant confusion. I think it's constant confusion when you have people that are like, yeah, man, I've had COVID and got all my shots. It's over. Well, okay. All right. Or people that have no shots and either think it's completely over or going on still or whatever they think. But to have such different rules for both, um... In a time where the rules you got in place seem to not make any fucking sense. And a lot of these rules in general throughout this time has not seemed to make any much sense. Um, I think it's that confusion in terms of you've had, it's 6 million people, I think, globally die from this. You're talking 900 plus thousand in the U.S. die from this. (laughs) And obviously it's... Not over yet. So, yeah, the numbers can be going down. The opinions you can have about vaxxed or unvaxxed can be there. Um, At this point, for me, I mean, this is how I kind of felt on the whole deal with the NBA. Um, You got to have a standstill here. Like, there is no way that Kyrie Irving can buy a courtside seat be unvaxxed and attend the game, but not play in the game. That makes no sense to me. I'm sure that makes no sense to a lot of people. Like Kyrie Irving can either play in the game unvaxxed or he's not allowed in the arena. Cut and dry to me. Cut and dry to me. And it's like United. Like, okay, you either keep your unvaxxed workers or you don't lay them off to bring them back. Like, I don't understand that. That that makes no sense to me. And to see where everyone's at with this now, as a guy like me, who's been scared out of his mind for really since this whole thing started to about six months ago, maybe maybe a little longer, whereas I got my shot, got my or got my two shots, whatever, did the whole thing I had to do, haven't been boosted because I was late on it. Now it's all slowing. I don't even know. Do I need to? Be, I don't know. I'm just just trying to follow what needs to be done. But at the same time, I'm like, well, there's people that are still out here living unvaxxed, and what's going on with them? I mean, Kyrie, they say, oh, unvaxxed players can't be allowed at the arena. Well, Kyrie's allowed to be there. They weren't allowed there a month ago. I don't understand. I don't understand what changes in a month. Well, now it's warming up. Oh, all right. Like, to me, <laughs> to me, it's it's so far gone to a point where this wouldn't be a problem if it was just everyone had to do this. That's it. That's what it is. 
You don't want to do this? I don't know what to tell you. Um, but even in that regard, they're not even really able to stay in pat on any of these rules. And it, and it just sets a bad example, in my opinion. Like, if Kyrie wasn't allowed at games, courtside of games, maybe he'd w- be inclined to want to get his vaccine to be able to be at home games with his teammates and maybe playing them. And I get being at the game probably isn't the same as being able to play in the game, but that's better than not being in the arena. Even heading back, heading back to this year when the Nets said, oh, we don't want Kyrie for away games only until they change their mind on that. Everyone changed their mind on all these things until you get to a point where you can't really change your mind anymore. Um, It's actually crazy to me. Because not only does it affect the Nets um, and Kyrie Irving himself, uh, obviously. And it's weird because don't get me wrong. I don't I don't think that. I don't think that mandating the vaccine would be right. But I think that's what needs to be done. Because there's no other way to kind of kill this whole deal with the differences opinion. It's like if the NBA had that set in stone, like it should be kind of set in stone where if you're working with kids, if you're a health professional, if you're working for the airlines, that you got to you got to be vaccinated to work here. That's just what it is. There's places that are going to be like that. So to be turning people away because of their vax status, like, don't you think we should just kind of get to a point where that's not even a that's not even a debate? Like, there's just there's just no debate in that regard. You, I, I don't even have to ask that. Um, I think that's what it, I think that's what it was. I mean, don't get me wrong, but if you wanted to go to school when I was going to school, like, you needed to get certain shots to go to school. Like, I think Rich has said that here on the pod. But in 2000, that's that's fine. But in 2022, that's not. I, whatever, dude. Like, <laughs> that to me is just the problem. It, it gives these people the opportunity to be like, well, see, I don't have to do it. Like, no shit, you don't have to do anything. But you probably should do this. And it's... Just so far gone now to a point where what? We're heading into our third year of it. Like, if you're, there's no excuse to not be vaxxed now, then that you're anti-vax. Like, that's, I don't, I don't really want to hear the religious uh, excuse. I don't want to hear the, I don't know what I'm putting in my body excuse. It's like, bro, really? Like, you're picking up weed from a dude up the street that you don't know where that shit come from. Like, the whole fucking thing to me is just out of control. And then you sprinkle in all these things happening elsewhere in the world. You sprinkle in tragic disasters and car crashes and cancer and everything that can happen at any time to all these people. It's like, I guess that's where people are like, yeah, well, there's more important things than COVID and vaxes. And it's like, well, okay, well, maybe. <laughs> like, I think at the end of the day, it's just a wild time. It's always kind of been that way for since this whole thing happened. And you know, I think it's interesting with all these things kind of surfacing the way they are um there's just a lot of people can say oh well things are normal or things are getting back to normal or even before covid even started were things normal um i don't know because i don't know what the hell normal is or now and to kind of figure out sports wise how that's going to be affecting it going forward or or not is 
it's just a conversation at this point I think people don't even want to have. So it's just you don't even you don't even have it. But to me that doesn't solve any any problems either. Like I'm, I'm a problem solver. I'm trying to like solve problems, not just like keep them continuing on. Do have to probably sign off here soon, so I'll get out of my rants with a few other headlines. Man, uh, yeah, let me uh, let me get a couple of these out there quick. Lakers another loss last night. Um, at this point, not incredibly crazy to think that they're not even making the plan. Uh, LeBron visibly struck frustrated, skipping his media session. Um, all these LeBron takes, it's like, dude, the dude's just trying to win. He's out here trying to win. He's got a bunch of dudes out on a court with him, including my guy, Russ, who's shooting 8.8% from three since the all-star break. It's like, what? Like, okay, take Russ out of it. Dude's out here playing with I don't even know who's on the court. THT, Malik Monk, and a couple guys that I honestly don't even know their names. Obviously, Anthony Davis has been out. This is just bad. I mean, this is not – this has nothing to do with LeBron James. I mean, you can blame Russ, who's obviously having his worst year of his career. Um, but this is just a – this is a bad basketball team, man. I've been saying that. And they can – Cling on to making a run in the plane all they want. Um, Anthony Davis can come back all he wants. Um, I don't see that team beating the Suns, um, which they would probably have to do in the first round series if they get out of the plane. And at this point, it's kind of like, why would you want to do that to yourself anyways if you're the Lakers? Um, now, the problem is Portland's the team that's biding for them for that other playing spot because the Pels will probably have it and Portland seems like they don't want it either. They're losing seven of their last eight or nine or something like that. So, obviously, Dame Lillard not even around. So, yeah, at this point, would I rather see the the Lakers in the plane or the Blazers? Yeah, obviously the Lakers, of course. Um, but I think it's just gotten to a point now with, with this whole season where it's – I mean, it's kind of it's lost at this point. And whatever you're going to blame any of that on is – is kind of where it's at. Uh, but this is this is not good for LeBron for sure, and obviously Russ fans like me are hurting. Um, but I think Rich could be certainly right uh, with the fact that the Lakers could very well miss the playoffs. I know he threw money on that, which I thought was one of the craziest things you put money down on. Um, We'd have, I'm going to have to check with him on that, too. A plan or whatever. I think it's, yeah, it's just the top six. So he's he's got that locked up, I'm pretty sure. But I guess if they get out of the plane, then into the playoffs, then he loses that bet. I'm going to have to confirm that. Um, a few splashes and some NFL news. Also, what's wild about the MLB, too, with them getting out of their lockout, is I saw they had 300-plus free agents to get done in about three weeks. It's like, what? It's like mad MLB deals. Uh, mad NFL deals sprinkling in Mitch Trubisky two year deal with the Steelers, which I think is very interesting. I think that's an extremely interesting pickup because as much as people are hating on Mitch Trubisky, um, dude's won games, bro. Since his rookie year, he's got a two to one loss record in the NFL and everyone shit on Matt Nagy shit on the bears. I mean, Mitch Trubisky had the bears in the playoffs. Uh, I think two seasons and one of them, he was quit on halfway through the season so do i think getting a guy that can slightly manage games probably better than big ben was doing for a steelers team that likes to just run the ball and play good defense obviously mike tomlin incredible head coach incredible move mari cooper to the browns i did not like to see that though uh, i saw Travis landry cut obviously obj cut um Travis landry who's been there since baker mayfield been there um i don't know what's more of an indictment here um, the fact that the Browns think Amari Cooper is more of an upgrade than Jarvis Landry or OBJ, or the fact that the Browns are also in talks to potentially trade for Deshaun Watson, I heard in reports today. So 
do they have faith in Baker at all, or are they just blowing a lot up and rebuilding completely? I I don't know. But I think Amari Cooper is an overrated receiver in this league, and I think he's going to hurt the Browns because of what the Browns are going to expect from him. That, quite frankly, he might not be able to consistently produce. And, yeah, he's probably one of the league's best route runners, according to A.J. Brown. And because of that, he's confused of why he's worth a fifth and a sixth-round pick. Um, Well, he's worth that because he's slightly underperformed, if not greatly over underperformed his expectations as a number one wide receiver in this league. I saw Devontae Adams tells the Packers he will not play under the franchise tag, and the franchise tag was placed on Devontae Adams, so that's a slight wrinkle into the whole I'm back for Aaron Rodgers. Um, the I'm back for Tom Brady obviously stole the show, and a lot of people are saying, oh, what about being that fan that paid 518000 for what was believed Tom Brady's last touchdown pass. Well, honestly, this is the way I feel about that, too. That's that's classic for Tom Brady to do. I mean, it's not Tom Brady's problem, but, yeah, it really sucks for that guy. Um, that is <laughs> ridiculous. But I guess Tom Brady had to listen to his kids talk about Minecraft world they built or something. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know what happened with this dude. But he's going to be back. Cam Smith, he sank 10 birdies in his final round. I think he shot 66. Sixth uh, Australian to win the tournament. have to look up the other five. Mark Leishman, he must have won it. Saw Popovich passed on Nelson in most career wins in NBA history. With 1,336 the other night in 2,030 games played, which is about 360 less than Don Nelson coached in order to get his 1,335 wins. Passes Pat Riley, Jerry Sloan, and Lenny Wilkins does Greg Popovich, the other incredible coaches with 1,000 plus, 1,200 plus wins on that list. Um, So shout out to Greg Pop. Who has the Spurs competing, even as a young team, and winning some games. Even though I was on the Spurs and kind of Greg Pop being out of there last year, which I thought he probably should have done, and Becky Hammond should have got the job, but he decided to stick around. It'll be interesting to see how much longer he sticks around. Um, And yeah, I guess a few other random... Headlines that I wanted to get in was the fact that Deshaun Watson is not being criminally charged um, for all his off-season antics that kept him away from the game for a year. Still pending a suspension. Um, you know how I feel about the Calvin Ridley suspension. Uh, you're looking at probably six games for Deshaun Watson, maybe eight which is basically half of what Calvin Ridley got, which, whatever, I don't even, not even going to get back into that. But um, I think basically what this announcement does is ensure the fact that you'll see Deshaun Watson play football again for what team, who knows, um, how well yet to be seen. I mean, this dude was basically a top three quarterback, top five at least quarterback uh when he was removed from the game. So that'll be interesting to see um, where he ends up, how kind of things shake out with that and what wrinkle effect that provides to obviously the league. Uh, But the problem I have with this whole thing is like kind of how I always feel when these situations come up with athletes or entertainers or actor whatever it doesn't you you can be a fucking you can be a broadcaster on tv here's a great one skip bayless like watching him like if skip bayless goes and does something like this um deshaun watson whoever like it's just their punishments are always different than the average folk and i just can't wrap my mind around that because 
these dudes are getting paid bundles of money to be on this upper echelon of how they not only act, but what they do, <laughs> being in the limelight, obviously, and to have acquisitions and charge, whatever whatever we're throwing on anybody at this point, to be able to just, like, not fully get punished like the average folk, to me, is just constantly grinding my gears. Like, I guess I just put it in perspective where if I had 23 plus women accusing me of sexual assault, how is that going to turn out for me? Am I going to be, am I going to be keeping my job? Am I going to be getting a new job? Am I going to be completely fine going forward in my life? I don't think so. Now, I'm not saying that. Well, I probably couldn't get the help that's required and serve my punishment and get back out and do great things and change that reputation. That's all fine. But my friend Shu that knows me would think differently of me. My family that I have left would think differently of me, right? I mean, regardless of them being my family. Like, to me, the whole... And don't get me wrong, people will probably not be able to look at Deshaun Watson the same way the rest of his career, but the the chances of that happening for all people and the chances of that changing his life for the rest of his life, um, it's still kind of, I think, yet to be seen. But it's just such an interesting factor for me to where, like, I don't understand the non-correlation between the two like if i.e human being does this this is their punishment regardless of i.e human being and i just never see that consistency not only in sports leagues um not only across all sports um but just in general with people takes people's views like just stay consistent man like that's the least you can do um flip-flopping around and being all over the place um i don't know i just think that sheds sheds some bad light i gotta get out of here for the day before i run out of time um Yeah, it is interesting for me because when I do my solo podcasts, I do enjoy them when I can do them. I probably can do them more. It's been this whole recent thing of like, mm, I don't know, it's just more fun when I'm not doing this all by myself, even though I've done so much stuff by myself. But things have just been changing so much for me recently. I mean, just to a point where not only when I come in here and I talk about all these things changing and life and sports and it kind of puts a knot in my stomach but just the the whole aspect of change in general for everybody um and then the whole trickle down effect of things happening around us um in that regard it's just it's a very it's a very non-safe space it's a very cold scary world um right at the end of the day i mean to me all that really matters is the fact that we're breathing um but i don't know a lot of people look at things a lot differently um feel things a lot differently um i think one of the most interesting things for me is you know if People don't think or feel or view things that you're thinking, feeling, or viewing that you're insane. Like, no, that doesn't, that does not have to be it. Um, 
I think it's important to remember who is cheering for you when there's nothing to cheer for. I think it's important to realize that things will get better, man. And tough people are what last and tough times really don't. So you just got to continue to be tough and fight on and Constantly being around and talking and experiencing those things for myself has really changed so much for me, man. It really has. And I don't know. At the end of the day, I'm just like I keep telling this girl I met. I mean, I'm just a sad sack, you know. Um, I have my good days, but mostly bad days. Uh, When the tough gets, uh, when the going get tough, you know, usually James Harden gets going. That was a funny one from the other week. Uh, I just try and keep it going. Try not to get going. And that's really trying to get the bracket challenge out, trying to organize all these things happening, trying to get all these thoughts out into a our segment and listening to these people do it on a daily basis and striving to want to be that um doing it at my speed teaching golf really trying to figure out the next step in that regard for me has me excited for the future excited for march madness excited for these last couple weeks of nba looking forward to the nba playoffs looking forward to some more good golf tournaments. Looking forward to hearing people talk about these NFL offseason moves as the NFL season obviously clinches inches closer and closer. Baseball back, opening day, inching closer and closer. All these great things surfacing to hopefully making times better for not only myself, but everybody around. Much love to everybody out there. Appreciate all love and support for the podcast as always. That's all I had for the airwaves today. Appreciate all listening. As always, and as always, I'm not ashamed what I had to say. It's a man with a nickname. Till next time, everybody, peace and love. Stay safe out there. You're listening to Seggy Station.